Hello, he's Mike Field. And he's Mike Butler. And you're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Podcast 30 Second Ad. Every Wednesday, we highlight a film that, for a variety of reasons, was forgotten by audiences. Whether it's because a more popular movie was released at the same time, or the movie simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie, or perhaps don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. So check out Forgotten Cinema wherever podcasts are available, or at our website, ForgottenEntertainment.com. Hey, it's Andrew Morgan, host of the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. Each week, we review the biggest Netflix original movies with special guests from the film industry, the music industry, comedians, and of course, our fellow podcasters. Check us out on the web at nomcastpod.com. Follow us on the socials at nomcastpod. And most importantly, listen and subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Hit that beat one time. And welcome to a very spooky episode of Cracking One Open with Mike. And Elise. Ah! <laughs> oh yeah, blast their eardrums out. Sorry, listeners. Well, you can add a sound effect to that if you want. <laughs> if you want. Because <laughs> <coughs> I choked to death because my scream was too high-pitched. There we <clears> go. From my own throat. Well, it looks like I'm going to need something to soothe my throat now that I uh, irritated it by yelling. Well, we got a little little bit to go before you get that, so. But I am going to whet my whistle, right, on this episode? Well, yes. <laughs> I was trying to segue into what we were drinking. Ah. Yes. Not so smooth. Not but after. you know it sounds pretty smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Stealing my thunder. <laughs> what well, sounds pretty smooth. <sighs> Uh, well, this week we are going to be cracking open Voodoo Ranger Atomic Pumpkin from New Belgium Brewing Co., which is located in Fort Collins, Colorado. Colorado. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So back in June of 1988, a couple with a passion for home brewing were on a bike trip through Belgium when they were inspired to bring the flavors of centuries old Belgian beers back home to Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, it's fun to say. In March of 1991, they installed brewing equipment in their basement. But before that, they hiked into Rocky Mountain National Park with a jug of homebrew in one hand. Pretty sure that's some kind of illegal in a national park. Just yeah. saying. Uh, and a pen and pad in the other. Together, they wrote down what they wanted to instill into this business dream of theirs. This included a laundry list of core values and beliefs, as well as their purpose statement, which is, quote, to manifest our love and talent by crafting our customers' favorite brands and proving business can be a force for good, end quote. Nice. <laughs> In June of 91, uh, New Belgium began test brews for Fat Tire and Abbey Ale, which they sold for the first time later that month at the Colorado Brewers Festival. And in October of 1993, Abbey Ale won a gold medal in the specialty category at the Great American Beer Festival in Denver which we just watched. That's right. We did just watch that. Roads, yep. And at the time, though, Belgian beers were so rare in the craft beer scene that the festival actually didn't have a category for them yet, <laughs> which 
which is interesting because it's not that not that long ago. And Belgian beers have been around forever. So I, yeah, I, it's still 30 years ago before yeah. craft breweries were really taken off. That's true. So in October of 1995, just three years after opening their production facility, they upgraded and relocated to their current location, which is actually just a few blocks down the street. (laughs) So in January of 1999, they started an interesting tradition that actually continues to this day, uh, which is awarding coworkers with a new Belgium branded anniversary bike. And if you go on their website, you can actually see pictures of all the different bikes. They're pretty cool. Like they're all unique, but they're all branded. Hmm. Yeah. They're bicycles or like bikes, like motorbikes. Bicycles. Hmm. Interesting. Because they were inspired during a bike tour. Uh, uh. In early 2000, New Belgium began experimenting with sours. Uh, releasing their first batch of La Folie Sour Brown Ale. And this inaugural batch was aged in a collection of French oak wine barrels. But within a few months, the brewery acquired two-story French oak fooders. Ooh. uh, Plural, transforming its sour beer program. Uh, Now, one of New Belgium's core values that I mentioned earlier is environmental stewardship. So in the summer of 2003, they created an in-house sustainability department that would go on to establish the brewery as a certified B Corp and 1% for the Planet member. And again, if you go on their website, they go into great detail about the ways that they conserve water, create energy, divert their waste, uh, reduce their emissions and carbon footprint. And you can even read about their very high standards for where they source all the ingredients for their beer. They're like really transparent about everything they do, which is kind of cool. That's cool. And in December of 2012, the company became 100% employee owned. That seems so, to be. Respect. A popular thing among breweries. Yeah. More so than most industries. Yeah. And I didn't realize um, that New Belgium was not available around here on the East Coast until at least mid-2016 when they opened a, another location in Asheville, North Carolina. Like, I remember it being kind of a big deal suddenly seeing Fat Tire around and and it was popular, like when Connecticut finally got Yingling. But I just didn't realize that it New Belgium wasn't around here until 2016. I did. Pretty recent. <laughs> I knew something you didn't know. I knew something you didn't know. Haha, <laughs> be a professor. But I knew that because where I work at the theater, when we were in mm-hmm. the bar, we were not able, Fat Tire was on our list of required beers for the whole corporation. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't get it. Oh. And then it took about two years for you finally have fat tire, put it on your menu again. Interesting. And so we had it. We always had it like blacked out on the menu. Mm-hmm. But then we finally got it. So that's how I knew just it. Because, it like, so it. It, it just wasn't distributed at all around here. Correct. Until you, like you said, 2016. Huh. And then we were able to get the bottles in. Fun fact. The all right. more you know. <laughs> so today we are talking about Voodoo Ranger Atomic Pumpkin Ale, which is part of the Voodoo Ranger series, which currently has six other versions, including Imperial IPA, Juicy Haze IPA, American Haze IPA, Higher Plane IPA, 1985 IPA. And I'm trying to figure out what ties all of these beers together, aside from the character on the label. I was going to ask you that. That was going to be one of my questions for the day. Yeah. (laughs) So I thought, oh. They're all IPAs, but then we've got Atomic Pumpkin, which is the only ale in the bunch. 
They all use different hops, different malts, different yeast combinations. They all have different ABVs and IBUs. So I got nothing. <laughs> maybe if Voodoo Ranger is the only ale, maybe they were going to do, they needed to do a pumpkin beer. And what better mascot for your pumpkin beer than a skeleton? Yeah, that's true. But who knows? Yeah. Get at us, New Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Atomic Pumpkin. Here is New Belgium's description. At 6.4 ABV, Atomic Pumpkin Ale is perfectly positioned to capture the fall beer drinker who wants more than just the ordinary pumpkin or Oktoberfest beer. Simple and sweet. <laughs> oh, was that that was the end? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so cool. <laughs> uh, visually, we can expect this beer to be a deep orange bright with a moderate amount of white foam on the nose we've got strong cinnamon and clover and moderate chili pepper with slightly herbal and nice bready notes the flavor will have a a slight sweetness that builds to slight uh, slash moderate in the middle finishing off with a slight bitterness moderate capsaicin spiciness lingers uh, slightly to moderately in the back of the throat with a medium body and it is slightly warming and astringent. The IBU rating on Atomic Pumpkin is 10. That's super low. Like that's in the same range as Lagers and Weissbier and Berliner Weiss and Lambics. So I'm I'm very interested what this is going to be. Well, it's not hoppy. It's going. It's an ale, so that's malts. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin probably takes away some of the bitter because it's got the sweetness. Yeah. And maybe the spice also does, but I would think the spice would increase the bitterness of a drink. You would think. But there are, like you bite into a pepper, there are some hot peppers do give you that burst of like sweetness, like biting into a red pepper or a green pepper. Yeah. So I don't know. It's probably just the fact that it doesn't really have that many hops in it. Ah, and we'll get to that. <laughs> so the <laughs> the specific fruits and spices that they used for this are pumpkin juice, Saigon cinnamon, which is apparently very high quality, mm-hmm. uh, habanero, ah, ahi, aji, uh, and del arbol peppers. So those last two peppers are rated higher than jalapenos as far as Scoville units go. I looked this up because I knew that you'd be interested, mm-hmm. um, but neither of them are on par with with habanero. I believe I have had the ahi, mm-hmm. which is how that's how I pronounced it. Yeah. I've had that pepper before. Okay. It's cute. It's like a it's like bright yellow, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and this is a single hop beer. Bring it back around. Mm-hmm. The only hop that they used for atomic pumpkin is nugget, which I believe is finally one that we haven't talked about before. We need like some kind of like sound bite for that. Like <laughs> that's that's a that's a horn. What does and that then, mean? And then confetti coming down. <laughs> sure. A congratulations sign. Oh, Do you like the Family Guy joke. Mm-hmm. Oh, where's the clown? I thought I had a clown. And the clown comes down and he's a skeleton. Oh. It's been so long. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, so Nugget Hops are the daughter of Brewers Gold and the mother of Millennium Hops. It was released in 1983, and by 1987, it was producing 14% of the Pacific Northwest's hops. That's that's a pretty good, good fraction right there. That's a lot of hops. Comparatively. Its popularity did drop a bit over time due, the, due to the influx of new hop varieties, but it is still an important hop in the beer industry. They have a super alpha acid content, 
They're actually one of the earliest super alpha hop varieties uh, with low beta and low cohumulone levels. <gasps> that word. <laughs> <laughs> which give it an excellent bittering kick that's popular for use in IPAs and Imperials and other really hoppy brews. Nugget hops are known to have a mild but noticeable herbal quality of woodiness, along with a subtle spicy ginger note, but minimal citrusy notes and low fruity characteristics of peach, pineapple, and lychee. And that's all she wrote. I wonder if we'll get any of those notes at all in the beer. Yeah. I Pineapple, my, maybe? I don't think we'll get the lychee. No, lychee is so delicate. Mm-hmm. I feel like the spice and the pumpkin and the cinnamon would definitely kill it. We might not get any of them. It's possible. But I, I, I could see the peach and the pineapple playing nicely with pumpkin. Oh, peach and pumpkin for sure. Because peach is like right before apple, mm-hmm. at least in Connecticut where we are. Yeah. When you're doing your farm season, mm-hmm. you're picking peaches and then you're instantly picking apples. And when you're picking apples, it's already pumpkin season. So yep. I would think they would go really well together because you're going to have cobblers and pumpkin pies together in your That's true. In your get togethers. All very New England. Indeed. Are peaches very New England? No. I think, oh, that's what I thought. Like peaches have got to be. But apples and pumpkins. Apples and pumpkins. <laughs> what do you think New England? Do you think changing leaves? Apples and pumpkins. Basically. And traffic. Traffic. <laughs> and people who drive like assholes. Oh, only in Massachusetts. <laughs> Sorry, assholes. Oh. Oh. I, I kid. I kid. I mean, not about your driving, but about your state. I love your state. Just not your drivers. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, I would die in Boston if I had to drive. Oh, my God. You're not kidding. <laughs> anyway, shall we crack this open? I told you earlier my throat was sore from the scream, so well, then go yeah, get it. I need to wet my whistle. <laughs> oh, let's get ready to crack one open. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Ooh. So it is very golden colored. They weren't lying about that. Yes, it is. It is not what I was expecting color wise. Moderate head. Agreed. Yes. See, which I think is not usual for the pumpkin beers that we've had. No, we were actually just talking about that with uh, last week's Great The pumpkin Great Pumpkin Ale. Had no head. Yep. I don't think Rosemary's Baby has head. I don't remember the Brooklyn having a head. No. Or the Blue Point. The Thimble Island Porter has a little bit of a head, but that's because it's a porter. Hmm. 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 Yes. Hmm. So before we drink, I have to confess yes. that I hate fat tire. I hate it. I'm going to leave that out in the open right now. I know I talk about how like we like all the beers in the show and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I really don't like fat tire like a lot, like a lot, a lot. But before I knew that Voodoo Ranger was New Belgium, I saw it just listed as Voodoo Ranger, mm-hmm. AZ IPA at one of the restaurants we were at mm-hmm. and I drank it. And that beer is fantastic. <laughs> so they they actually have a very extensive beer selection on their website. So I would be very interested to to find some of their sours because they they've been doing them for the so sours. long. And then what was the one that they made alongside Fat Tire? Abbey Ale. Abbey Ale. I'd be interested that to try. Yeah, it's a, that's an award winning beer. Like I said, the Voodoo Ranger is really good. 
And I know that, like you said, when this first came out in this in Connecticut, people were like, oh, yeah. People were going nuts over you know, it. Yeah. Belgium's going to be here. And I was like, this is bad. <laughs> I, I don't hate it. I would just rather have like if if that was the what was being served at a party, I would drink it. Oh, yeah. I just find it to be boring. It's not a Saison. I mean, I'll drink anything that's not a Saison. <laughs> uh, it's not just boring. I don't think it has a good, a great taste. Mm. But like I said, Voodoo Ranger, uh, when we're talking about this particular brand within their line, mm-hmm. the Voodoo Ranger Hazy IPA is really, really good. And I've had that a couple times now when mm-hmm. we've gone out. So I'm, I'm expecting good things from this, despite not liking <laughs> I am Fat excited. Tired. But I just wanted to throw that out there that I'm kind of 50-50 right now. Yeah. All right. So shall we? Well, oh my God, cinnamon. cinnamon. Oh, Right on the nose, you are blasted with cinnamon. Like, uh, I feel like, is, I, feel like, like I just smelled a cinnamon rim. stick. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to do the rim on the glass. Like, that's, like, you get with, like, Shipyard, which is also mm-hmm. similar, like, lighter in color. Yep. And they rim the glass for all the Shipyards. That, you don't need to. No. Well, you might. We'll, we'll see how you taste it, but like, smell-wise, it, anyway. It might. Yeah, I I would actually be interested to see what a sugar cinnamon rim would do for the spiciness. But we'll see how spicy it is. This smells like you go into a bakery and someone's got some kind of like cinnamon pumpkin strudel kind of thing going on. Yep. It smells like it's almost amazing. done in the oven. This makes this is making me hungry. <laughs> this beer. This is Just one the of the smell of this beer. This is one me. of the best smelling pumpkin beers for sure. This yeah. might be one of the best smelling beers I've ever smelled. And I know that because um, it smells like a dessert. Our friend Dave, who does the Two Player Bros podcast with me, wink, wink. <laughs> Shameless plug. Uh, he always comments about how stupid it is that we smell the beer, but like the olfactory sense is such a big part of the experience yeah. and taste. And this beer smells the best of all, I think of all beers, maybe. Wow. The smell on this beer is incredible. Not in that it smells like beer, but it just smells like this pastry that I really want to eat. And it really transports <laughs> me to this. Just this vision I have, like I, I want this little strudely pumpkin <laughs> cinnamon thing. Well, let's see how uh. it punches us in the face. Cheers. Cheers. I want to marry this oh. beer. <laughs> it tastes I get, I almost get, just like it smells. Yep. And you get that spice at the back. But not. OK, so full disclosure, I am a complete baby when it comes to heat. Mike can literally chew on a Carolina Reaper. Uh, I'll be doing the one chip challenge with the uh, old host of two player bros on, and that'll be put on our YouTube page. uh, (laughs) Forgotten entertainment's YouTube page soon. So I will say for those of you out there who are afraid of spice, this is fine. You feel that heat in the back of your throat, but it doesn't linger and it's not painful by any means. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. This is a fun amount of spice. This is a, What did we just have? I have one still in the fridge because I want to drink it later when it gets colder. Uh, the the two roads one with the the pepper, right? Root to evil, root, root of all evil. Root of all evil. Yeah, they have a spicy pepper version. And Thimble Island did a habanero mm-hmm. or a ghost pepper beer. They did it in the cask, and then you also had a. No, pe- I thought they bought bottles. I was buying bottles for that. Have for Thimble Island, mm-hmm. I have a picture on the Instagram. You're okay. thinking of voracious. voracious. Yeah. Did the ro- the raspberry one mm-hmm. with pepper. That was fantastic. That was fantastic. Also not spicy, but mm-hmm. this is less spicy than the thimble. Yes. And the root of all evil one. 
Like this spice isn't trying to spice you out. This spice is here for taste and it actually, yeah, it's very and sensation. Yeah. Oh my God. The smell and the taste <laughs> is exactly how it smells. I honestly didn't think that I would like this. I bought it because I knew that you would like it and you oh. wanted to do spooky beers. Mm -hmm. I'm really happy with this purchase. This is, I, I thought I'd like this. Like I said, I don't like fat tire, but the other voodoo ranger did impress me quite a bit mm -hmm. enough to where I was like, all right, if they put the voodoo ranger brand on something, I'm probably going to like it. Yeah. And also like the description of the beer just sounded really good and it does not disappoint. I would say though, this ranks pretty low on my pumpkin beers because it's, it's not a pumpkin beer. Yeah. It's a fall beer. It's definitely a fall beer. It's a cinnamon beer. I I would have this at Thanksgiving. Absolutely. <laughs> I would have this. Yeah. All the way through the fall. Would I have it in the winter? I'd still mm, have it in the winter. It tastes not. really good. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah it's it's definitely more of a fall beer but it doesn't remind the pumpkin is there mm -hmm. it is present it helps to accentuate the cinnamon and the fallness of Absolutely. the cinnamon that you're drinking yeah because cinnamon can also be winter mm -hmm. like i loved last year uh coca-cola put out cinnamon coke and i thought that was really good and that really reminded you of the winter time with the cinnamon yeah. which this, we still have a six pack of yeah does it how how soon how long does it take for soda to go flat never <laughs> Oh, it's flat? I don't know. A couple years. It'll be fine. Okay. Uh, but the cinnamon with the pumpkin gives you a, a almost fall cinnamon feeling. It it kind of reminds me of Diagon Alley or Hogsmeade mm -hmm. at Harry Potter. It, it gives you this kind of verging on War wintertime. Yeah, warm. warming feeling. Something that you would, you know, when you're when you're going through Hogsmeade after class, you'd stop into the pub to grab something to warm you up. Yeah, because everything in Harry Potter seems like a fall treat. Mm -hmm. So that that's kind of what this reminds me of. And I think I did have a paste, a pumpkin pastry at Universal, possibly Harry Potter World. That was pumpkin. Oh yeah, if you, if you had where, a pumpkin pasty, it was it was in Harry Potter World. Oh, is that what they're called? Yeah. Oh, then yes, that's where I had it. So yeah, that's probably what this reminds me of. Uh, that pumpkin pineness. So like it's pumpkin, but with all those other fall flavors, like you said, the clovers in there and all that mm -hmm. other stuff. Oh, the cinnamon really is what overtakes this beer and makes it amazing. And that little bit of spice behind the cinnamon just kind of gets you at the end. And it's so good. But I wouldn't call this a pumpkin beer. No, you know, not if I'm going to choose, I need, I want a pumpkin beer. I'm not going to go out of my way and get this, but I am going to go out of my way and get as much of this as I can before it goes away for the season. Because <laughs> um, like, holy crap. And the taste doesn't evolve either. It is. No. It is that taste you got at the beginning. Yeah, it doesn't leave anything, any lingering taste in your mouth aside from the. the I get the cinnamon. The spice. You don't get the cinnamon. I get the heat in the back of my throat a little bit. My mouth tastes like cinnamon. <laughs> I feel like you're not <laughs> you digging so. deep enough with the back of your tongue to get those flavors. Ew. <laughs> but no, it's it's it is the taste the whole way through from the first sip to the end of it. Mm -hmm. But that heat comes in later during the sip. But it never stops tasting like that cinnamon strudel kind of fall pastry. Yeah. Or pastry. Pastry. Or pasty, <laughs> as they call it in Harry Potter, I guess. And I, I understand now why the IBU rating is 10. It's not hoppy. Oh, not at all. No. I think that's what helps to make this so easy drinking. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the only thing that would stop you from guzzling it is the, uh, the little bit of spice you get at the back end. Yeah. Which doesn't, doesn't phase me none. No, not at all. <laughs> Uh, and I feel oof. like if it was bitter, it would be doing a disservice to the rest of the flavors. Would it make the cinnamon seem like it was too much cinnamon? 
Because if you put too much, well, obviously, if you eat a spoonful of cinnamon, you're going to vomit. That's the cinnamon challenge. But yeah. if you eat just plain cinnamon, it's bitter. It's gross. That's why you mix it with the sugar. Mm-hmm. Do you think that lack of hop, that mm-hmm. lack of bitterness mm-hmm. is is purposely taken away so that the cinnamon doesn't. So that the cinnamon shines. Overpower. Yeah. Yeah. It, it shines and doesn't ruin it. Because I think if you didn't, if it was hoppy, so. it would be like. This cinnamon's made the, even though it was the hops fault, mm-hmm. it'd be like, this cinnamon has made the beer suck. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. By taking it out and letting the malts do their thing, which will sweeten it mm-hmm. and letting the cinnamon do its thing, which is making it so good. <laughs> you really, really make this nice balanced fall beer. Like this is not a pumpkin beer. This is a fall beer, which I believe we talked about. One of the other pumpkin beers we did last year was like that. The blue point. Yeah, the, it was like, the mother, mother pumpkin mother ale or pumpkin, something. Yep. Yep. We talked about we'd rather have that on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't really a quote unquote pumpkin beer where you're used to having pumpkin beers right before Halloween. Yeah. But this has a spooky skeleton on it, so it still counts. Well, he's not really a spooky <laughs> skeleton. He's a cool mamma jamma. But he looks like he's missing a, a motorbike. Hold on. Let me take another sip and we'll get to the can. <laughs> oh, we got to talk about the carbonation, though, is also like really light. Yeah, but I feel like with the spice, you if don't it, want if it, too it, much. If yeah. it was super carbonated, it would make it too intense. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Got the perfect slight amount of carbonation. Mm-hmm. So these cans from New Belgium are uh, little twelve ounce guys. Oh. We don't usually do the twelve ounces here. It's true. Not because we have anything against twelve ounce beers. It's just most beers seem to most be sixteen are, ounces that you get. Our yeah. tall boys now. Yeah. The cans got a full wrap all the way around. New Belgium's legit. <laughs> it's. Kind of big beer, but not. Yeah, I I don't think that they're owned by. Well, they're employee owned. Yeah. So I guess it still counts as craft. <laughs> so the the new Belgium can is the twelve ouncer, and it, it looks like it's a golden pumpkiny skin mm-hmm. stapled around what was a black can because there's black on the top. Yeah, and the staples go around the whole top, and the the black banner that's still shown over the skin flap. Says New Belgium on it a couple times, three times to be exact. Then on the actual can, you get Voodoo Ranger, which looks like it's kind of hand drawn, but it's the same font, I guess, for across the board. Yeah, all the Voodoo Rangers have the same font. Yeah. And then there's a little banner on the bottom that says special release, but the special has an X through it, and then spicy is handwritten above it. Yeah, that's a spicy release, and then a circle with the words Atomic Pumpkin written in it in orange, a, a more red orange color. Leaning on the sign is the voodoo ranger himself, this uh, happy skeleton dude. He's got one gold tooth, bitchin' sunglasses. <laughs> he may or may not be wearing headphones. He's wearing what seems like a ranger cap, mm-hmm. a very military green emo jacket, something that I think chemical, My Chemical Romance would wear. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> uh, then a donut button-down shirt. <laughs> And then undershirt underneath, he's wearing black pants and then military style uh, hiking boots. And he's so, just, he's just chilling. My one criticism, mm-hmm. the atomic pumpkin that you're talking about is in a black circle. Mm-hmm. Why does it not have a little bomb fuse on it? Oh, yeah. Missed yep. opportunity. Yep. yep. Maybe they all have the little circle. Maybe all the beers are written in the little oh, circle maybe, from Voodoo Ranger. I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> Well, that's pretty much the can. And it's just that a couple times wrapped around the can. See bottom for enjoy by date. Enjoy by February. So you have these last about six months, apparently, which is standard for a domestic. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. 
it's all it's all about the Voodoo Ranger. I mean, he's kind of becoming the popular guy. I know they just did a voting mm-hmm. on who the, everybody's favorite Voodoo Ranger was, and there were like a dozen or so oh, wow. Voodoo Rangers that you had to vote for. And I believe the superhero Voodoo Ranger won for the next year, <laughs> or as the main Voodoo Ranger. I'm not exactly sure, but it's very clever their marketing for the Voodoo Ranger. Yes. Uh, I have just started, my Instagram does show like Voodoo Ranger commercials now, and it's, I, I kind of really? like the Voodoo Ranger chilling. Really? I haven't experienced that on my Instagram, so. Maybe I've only seen it twice. Once once was just a regular commercial. Once was that whole, you wanted him. You voted him. And it was almost like Voodoo Ranger trading cards showing his stats. Oh, and like that's Who cool. he was, the different dressed ones. But I, I also think that's very clever because we <clears throat> haven't really done a beer where the brewery has created a character. No. That advertises that their beers. That, yeah, yeah. With, I'd say well, like Root of All Evil has a little clown riding a tricycle that's creepy. Um, Nebco has the fuzzy baby ducks. Nebco has fuzzy baby ducks for and all their versions of it. Stuff. They have that Gandhi bot for all the G bots. But that's one for all the types. But as we said, Voodoo Ranger doesn't seem to, the Ranger doesn't seem to fit a type. Yeah, that's true. He's just kind of there on all different types of beers. It's not like he's only there for our pumpkin. He's there for a bunch of IPAs uh, and a random ale. And a random <laughs> ale. So who knows if like they're going to. Maybe New Belgium will become Voodoo Ranger Brewery or something like that. (laughs) It's very interesting how they're using that character to advertise four or five different beers. So many different beers, yeah. But we haven't, yeah, we haven't really seen a company quite go to that length. But like you said, New England does that a lot with theirs. They like to create a character for their beer. Mm -hmm. And then Clown Shoes always has one or a million characters on their (laughs) cans. Purple Haze has the New Orleans Voodoo guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, doing his thing on there but again when you go like there's strawberry a beat of strawberry and all the other ones you don't see characters on there there's characters for that's specific true. beers but not a character that's kind of become the mascot for the company which also seems i don't know like budweiser has the clydesdales they had the, they had the frogs in the 90s <laughs> 80s and 90s Why? it's not like characters weren't created but i feel like maybe that's frowned upon to have like cartoony characters advertise your adult beverage or your cigarettes oh, like Joe Camel had Joe to Camel. go and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's literally what yeah. just popped into my brain when he said that. So I wonder if that's why you don't see more maybe mascot type characters like that, yeah. That's a good observation. Hmm. It's very interesting. Very interesting. I need to drink the rest of this beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. I think a cinnamon sugar rim would ruin this. I think this is just enough cinnamon be, to yeah. the point of almost overkill. Because it's such a cinnamon beer. So but then the why. spice takes it back. Right. But if you added any more cinnamon to this. Yeah, that's true. It would be just. So what ki- could you do another kind of rim? You can't do a salt rim, obviously. Do a chili pepper rim, maybe. Ooh, you could. Maybe like a sweet chili pepper rim. Like a nutmeg, maybe. But like, no, you don't have just nutmeg. It's just plain no, nutmeg on the side true. of a glass. Unless it's like. Sugar and nutmeg mixed. Mm-hmm. Same with like chili powder. Maybe do like a sweet chili powder. Chili powder and sugar. Hmm. Hmm. Cayenne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some kind of slightly spicy mix. Whatever Dunkin' Donuts been using on their ghost pepper <laughs> uh, donut with that sugar. Yeah. Put that spicy sugar on the rim. I think spicy sugar does exist. So you could do just spicy sugar. But it would have to be in something that doesn't have a crazy powerful taste. But you also wouldn't do cinnamon on here, I don't think. No. Because it is the it, perfect You're right, it would be overwhelming. Level of cinnamon, which is a ton, but just a perfect level. 
I knew I'd probably like this beer from the description. A little afraid because of my experience with Fat Tire, which I don't like. But I was pretty sure the description of the beer, they, they couldn't mess that up. It was sounded so good. I was not expecting this to be... This good? This good. <laughs> and you're right. I really do want to try the Abbey Ale because I am so new to brown ales that I'm just really appreciating every, almost every new one that I try. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm interested because that. when they were like supposed to be coming out, I think I had heard about the Abbey Ale and I think mm-hmm. it was available and I, mean, I never bought it because I had the fat tire first. And I was like, mm. yeah, but now I'm like, mm, I kind of want the Abbey Ale. There's, there had to have been a reason everybody was excited for this beer. Yeah. The uh, company of this brewery to, to be releasing up. in Connecticut. Yeah. It's got to be the Abbey Ale then. And it's not fat tire. <laughs> Sorry, New Belgium. But your Voodoo Ranger products are on point on <laughs> point so good this beer is like i am going to tell people about this beer <laughs> like shout out from the mountaintop there's cinnamon in this thing and it's good like i know a lot of people who are gonna really really like this beer yeah i've and i feel like it when i was uh doing the research for it it seems like it's been around for at least two or three years which is surprising because i've never seen it before was it was it called something else? No. It was still Voodoo Ranger? Mm-hmm. Huh. I feel like Voodoo Ranger is only like maybe a year or two old. I saw reviews of, of Atomic Pumpkin dating back to 2017. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what that could mean? What? And I'm just... Wildly speculating. Wildly speculating. New Belgium, correct us if we're wrong. What if Voodoo Ranger is like their test batch, their pilot, their shop series, their their test batch, their experimental series? Could be. And then they just like continue with the ones that do really well. Exactly. And it just so happens that their test batch, their experimental series has a bitchin' name and character. <laughs> I, I could see that. That makes sense. You're almost done. <laughs> I want more. <laughs> this is so... Good. The only person that wouldn't like this is somebody who doesn't like cinnamon. Which, who doesn't like cinnamon? <laughs> yeah, freak. Uh, I think I knew one person that was allergic to cinnamon. Oh, well, that's fair. And then, yeah, I don't really know anybody who doesn't like cinnamon to begin with. I mean, this is, I think even if you don't like beer, you'd like this beer or be able to drink this beer. No problem. I wonder if your mom would like this. Mm, my mom's not big on pumpkin. Really? Oh, pumpkin pie. She just posted how she's sick of everybody being so pumpkin. Oh. I'm sure she'll comment on this post now that we're mentioning <laughs> her. Uh, but I know she was sick of everything being pumpkinized, which let's be fair. It's a basic bitch move, right? <laughs> I get it. But it's also really good. Pumpkin is a great ingredient. Yeah. Like Elise went through last week healthy. about a it's healthy and the history behind pumpkin and, and all that you can do with pumpkin. It is, it is rooted in our New England history, <laughs> which is our American history. <laughs> Because this was where we settled first, folks. Even if you're from the West Coast, appreciate. (laughs) You like pumpkin out West? You're welcome. (laughs) But yeah, I think even people that are, well, my mom still might like this because like we said, it's a cinnamon beer. Even people who are over the pumpkin phase and over the pumpkin craze and fat. It's not, uh, the the pumpkin is there to provide a little bit of sweetness. It's there to be fall. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like this is by no means a straight up pumpkin beer. This is cinnamon and spice. This is cinnamon spice beer. Yeah. A cinnamon spicy beer. Ooh. But yeah, I think anybody who doesn't like beer in general, 
would be able to try this and be okay with it. People that are interested in trying beer, like if our, any of our listeners are, are, are people that want to try to get into beer, mm-hmm. you know, they're with somebody that really likes beer and they want to impress them or find a beer that they might like by listening to our podcast. This is a beer that you should try. For sure. At least can't take spice. The spice isn't that much. It's just there to be a little fun. Yeah. It's, it's slowing me down a little bit. I will admit, but like I said, I am a baby when it comes to spice. So. And I'm a spice connoisseur. Mm-hmm. And I love that little bit of spice. Like it doesn't yeah. stop me at all, but it's, I just love that it's there. I can, I can sense it. And it's so good and so cinnamony and so fall, so refreshing at the same time. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, I'd like to do an episode where we go through our, because obviously now we've been going on for we're at it over a year now mm-hmm. pick our top picks for 2000 you know each year we do it's like as we end a year go like here's our top picks for what we've done on the show for 2020 and 2019 okay i don't like reading the beer though mm. plus we may not we have like access to beers that we covered we uh, last rem- year we just have to remember yeah but this is so good and so interesting and unique because I was expecting, even though I knew I'd like it, I was expecting it to be a pumpkin beer that would be loop, grouped in with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And this is really its own thing. It, it really is. stands on its own and is absolutely fantastic. Do you have anything to add? I do not. Well, then I think this wraps up our episode. Uh, <laughs> and we need to wrap it up quick because I... You need another can. I want another can of Voodoo (laughs) Ranger. (laughs) So thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Once again, we are featuring Voodoo Ranger Atomic Pumpkin by New Belgium. So good. (laughs) (laughs) And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, and share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on KrakenOneOpen.com or Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, or basically wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Open, or just shoot us an email at KrakenOneOpen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions, because we want to hear from you. We also want to hear from different breweries. Yes. Uh, I know we say that a lot, but lately we've gotten a few interesting people. We've actually been getting feedback. (laughs) So if you're a brewer or you're part of a brewery or whatever, Please let us know if you're interested in us featuring one of your beers, seltzers, mm-hmm. distillery items. I mean, we'll, <laughs> we'll cover everything. We've covered wines and ciders before as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's a local distillery that we were thinking about maybe doing. But, but we just weren't able to get a hold of. It was like right at COVID time. So yeah. we're still waiting on that. But but we'll, we'll crack open just about anything. <laughs> um, let us know about your product. If it's available in Connecticut, we will... We'll do our damnedest to, we'll, to find it ourselves. Yeah, we'll try to or, buy it and get it, or if you can ship it to us or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know with the laws being more lax, we're able to ship from different states sometimes and get, get the beers, which yep. is cool. We'd well, love to come to you to do an interview, but if, if you're within our if you're within, distance, yeah. unless you want to pay for flight. <laughs> <laughs> but we're also totally down for Zoom calls and whatnot. Zooms, Google Hangouts, Microsoft meetings, whatever you call them or do or whatever mm-hmm. your preference is or even we can just email you a bunch of questions and yeah you we'll an- read off your you answers have time to answer whatever awesome. you guys want to do or just record a statement mm-hmm. you know we'd love to feature you on the podcast to talk about your your babies yes yeah. because <laughs> we're we're always we want to learn and the best place to learn is from the source <laughs> that's what the podcast is all about mm-hmm. and then sometimes pop culture reviews <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. If you like the sound of my voice, I've got audiobooks I do for Audible, which you can find if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get deals, I believe. Uh, and being so close to Halloween, I've got two horror books out, Sour and The Final Girl. Sour is a kind of messed up Southern fairy tale, evil dead kind of a vibe going on. And then Final Girl is a nice, good old fashioned 1980s uh, Michael Myers scream horror slasher yeah, it is. As in a book, which is really good as well. So I didn't write them, but I did the voices for them. So you can find those on Audible. Go ahead and listen to me read those books. Uh, and help me like buy beer and food and live. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've also got two other podcasts I do. I've got Forgotten Cinema, a podcast with my buddy, writer-director Mike Field, where we talk about movies that for some reason seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We discuss what we love about it. Maybe don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. This whole month we've been doing horror films. It's been awesome. Our second annual Forgotten Horror season. We put out a the episodes every Wednesday, ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com, and we put out commercials every Thursday on our social medias, which you can find at Forgotten Cinema Pod or Forgotten Cinema Podcast, depending on where you are. So check those out. I've also got Two Player Bros, a podcast I do with my buddy Dave, which I mentioned in the podcast twice today. <laughs> uh, earlier episodes were with Alex, who's going to eat the one chip with me. New episodes are with Dave. We talk about video games. PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, PC, VR, we have it all, we play it all, and join us every other week for a post-game where we do a deep dive into your favorite modern classics or new releases, tell you a little bit of how it was made, and what we think of the game's gameplay and story. That's Two Player Bros, that's every Thursday. All of this is all part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hooah. Oh yeah. And a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. My glass was empty. Also, happy Halloween. Ooh.